Hey, welcome to Annotated ELA, a podcast for ELA teachers looking for ways to engage and motivate your students to be better readers, writers, communicators, and people. I'm your host, Melissa, a classroom teacher with 20 years experience in middle school. Join me right here each week for practical tips, stories, inspiration, and actionable strategies to use in your classroom and some laughs. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Annotated ELA. Teaching vocabulary goes beyond providing a list of words and defining them. As teachers, we want word ownership. We want students to be word wizards because a verbal-rich environment opens the doors to comprehension, critical thinking, and deeper learning. So how do we encourage word ownership and develop an environment where students use the words they are learning? Let's dive into what effective vocabulary instruction can look like after words have been introduced. In the book, Bringing Words to Life, Robust Vocabulary Instruction by Isabel Beck, Margaret McGowan, and Linda Coogan, it is suggested that vocabulary instruction should be designed around three features. One, frequent encounters with the word. Two, richness of instruction. And three, extension of word use beyond the classroom. It all sounds like a no-brainer. It's the implementation that gets difficult and can feel overwhelming. Let's dive in to each of these. Frequency. So introducing five to 10 words per week is a good place to start. Then create activities to interact with the words daily throughout the week so that students focus on the vocabulary eight to 10 times throughout that week. Students need to encounter words frequently in order to retain their meaning. Richness of instruction is instruction that goes beyond memorizing definitions and gets students involved in using and thinking about the words. Providing students with opportunities to use the words in natural context, exploring facets of word meaning or the shades of meaning, Words are flexible. What they mean and how they mean it is such a deep process that helping students explore those different facets will help them retain the word and use it more naturally. And helping students consider relationships among the words. These are three ways to provide richness of instruction. Students need to use the words. Having students create uses for words so they can build a context around it Without ideas of how the word can be used and when the word might be used, the word simply becomes an isolated piece of information for many students. And the facets of word meaning. This helps students have a flexible understanding of the words so that students can both understand the words and then apply the word in a variety of contexts. So there is one activity that you can have students differentiate between a word is and what a word is not having them identify an example and a non-example. An example of this is using the word banter, and you would have two options. Is banter a husband and wife arguing about what to have for dinner? Or is banter a husband and wife kidding each other about who ate more at dinner? When students can identify why something is or is not, provides a deeper understanding for them and a way for them to use it in a natural context. It's also important for students to recognize relationships among words. So creating activities that help students make connections between these words encourages a broad view of meaning and helps move beyond a narrow association. 
The more connections a student can make between words, the more likely it becomes that the student will get to the knowledge. Students become more likely to derive meaning from words in context as they continue to make connections. Also, providing alternate definitions and adding time constraints helps students move beyond simply memorizing. So alternate meanings for words means that students are not just memorizing definitions, but are thinking about the word in multiple and meaningful ways. And then adding a time constraint to the processing of the words trains students to process the meaning and the word quickly so that when they encounter the word in print, they have a better chance of quickly accessing the meaning so they can continue reading. An example of providing multiple meanings to help students make meaningful connections is using the word stern and then having three definitions for it. One definition could be being very strict about how you look and what you do. A second definition could be someone or something that's very demanding about how you and others behave. And a third definition could be acts hard and serious. Providing the different definitions and ways of thinking about one word helps students create context, relationships, and flexibility around the meaning of the word. Adding a time constraint activity also helps students process words quickly as they encounter them in print. So setting a timer and playing a game where they have to beat the timer and adding questions like the examples that I'm about to give are one way to gamify the process of accessing meanings of words quickly. So you would have five or 10 statements such as shrill sounds can hurt your ears and then having them circle true or false gregarious people would rather be alone and then circling true or false. It might be hard to have a conversation where there's a commotion and then students circling true or false. Or frank people keep their thoughts to themselves and then having a student circle true or false. And then extension beyond the classroom. Students need to take their learning outside of class. We know this. We need it to be authentic. We need them to think about their learning outside of the walls of the classroom. When we have frequent, rich, and extended instruction, the results are that students who receive this type of instruction perform better than students who merely memorize definitions. Students demonstrate better comprehension, deeper understanding of the meanings of words when presented in a context They are able to use words easily and appropriately, and they also begin to take notice of new words in their text and in their surroundings. In upper elementary, introducing words around a theme or a topic of study creates ready-made connections for those elementary students and will provide a deeper meaning for the words right off the bat. I highly suggest, and so does the book, Bringing Words to Life, Robust Vocabulary Instruction, Introducing Words Around a Theme. And this is true for middle and high school as well. In elementary school, units of study are usually around a theme or a topic. And so introducing words in that way is probably already built in to your curriculum and the instruction. So introducing and working with words in upper elementary classes on a five-day cycle does make sense. But it depends on the goal of the vocabulary instruction. It may be less than five days or more than five days that you're working with certain words. What is important is to introduce the words 
but then also spend at least two days working with the words so that there's a follow-up to the introduction, and then you perform some sort of assessment. So at a minimum, it is suggested that you work with words for at least three days where there's an introduction, at least one day of follow-up instruction, but two is better, and then some sort of assessment. How you work with those words, again, is completely up to the teacher and the classroom structure along with the curriculum. When you're considering giving an assessment, multiple choice tests can be too easy and they can be too difficult. Consider the following when making multiple choice tests for vocabulary. The distractor answers or the incorrect answers can relate to the theme or topic of the word. This is going to make it more natural and more meaningful. And the correct answer should be a variation of the definition or definitions that have been given throughout the week. You don't want it to be a definition that's already been given because this requires the students to truly think about and process the meaning of the word. This is the crux of all vocabulary instruction. We don't want the kids to be able to spit out a correct definition. We want them to truly think about, discover, and explore the meaning of words and how those meanings shade the way the word is used in context. This was such an aha moment for me reading this book that it's more about those shades of meaning and the flexibility of what words mean than getting to a 100% correct definition. Which brings me to vocabulary instruction for middle and high school students that has frequency, richness, and extended instruction. Middle school and high school students should explore language on a deeper level, showing that language has shades of meaning and how words mean what they mean. Building knowledge about language comes from students understanding both similarities and differences among words. So simply providing students with words and then synonyms for those words is not enough. We want them to understand the differences that happen as well. Vocabulary work in middle and high school can also be rooted to a text that not only teaches the meaning of the word, but also provides a rich understanding of the text. Instead of around a theme or a topic, we are often rooting our instruction in a text that we're reading, and so vocabulary instruction can easily follow suit. We want to introduce the words to students and then move into vocabulary instruction. Simply providing the words and a definition is not the instruction that is going to get them to a deeper understanding of the word. Here is one way that you can promote a deeper thinking of words in vocabulary instruction. First, students will record the words. It is recommended that students keep a record of words learned in their notebook or a journal, and the entries should include the word, the definition, an example of how the word can be used, and later on, providing students an opportunity to provide examples of the word after they've had time to work with it. Then moving in to the facets of word meanings, using the context of the text that is being studied as a foundation for discussing the vocabulary words. Talking about the story can prompt students to think about the word or words and then elaborate on the meanings. Talking about what's happening, what's going on in the story, And then looking at the words will start to help them understand the facets of the word meaning and begin to make connections. Next is the relationships among words. So students should consider how word meanings interact with each other. 
So once the foundation has been laid of what is the text about and how does this relate to the meaning of the word, what are relationships among other words we're learning in connection to this word? Students can also use the words, so providing opportunities for students to use the words is essential. Have students work in groups or pairs to write sentences using the words, and then the most important part is to share them so the class can discuss the words and how they're used. This is, again, creating connections and relationships, and then moving the word use beyond the classroom. Assigning activities that encourage students to find the words quote unquote, in the wild will help cement meaning and help students understand that words exist outside of the classroom. The process of vocabulary instruction is to record the words, explore the facets of the word meaning, discuss relationships among the words that are being learned or among other words, providing opportunities for students to use the words, and then moving the word work outside of the classroom which then leads to assessment. When you're creating an assessment for your middle and high school students, it's really important to consider what does it even mean to know a word? When developing an assessment, the learning goal has to be established first. What does it mean for our students to really know what it means? For example, a student may be able to identify a synonym for the word, but they're not able to use it in context. What's the goal? Do you want students to be able to identify synonyms and possibly antonyms? Do you want them to be able to use the word in context or identify what the meaning of a word is in context? Multiple choice question assessments are a way to go when it comes to vocabulary instruction, but how we structure that multiple choice can be manipulated. Multiple choice questions can make it easier to get a correct answer without a deep knowledge, but it can also make it difficult because the incorrect answers are confusing and a student is not going to get to an answer just with that multiple choice. It's important to consider that word knowledge exists on a continuum and that the assessment that follows should measure the learning goal on that continuum. There are a variety of tasks that can assess understanding on a deeper level, and here's what some of them are. We can simply ask students to share what words mean. We can have students also create examples such as asking them questions like, describe how someone acts that shows they are diligent. Tell about a time you were perplexed. Describe some things that could make a person feel miserable. Another task we could assign is to present items that ask students to distinguish between an example of a word and a non-example of a word. Asking students to perform tasks on those five words that you introduced for the week is a really simple assessment that goes beyond just picking the correct definition. Let's summarize the important takeaways. Vocabulary work should be continuous. Follow up to the introduction of words and use the words outside of the classroom. And those words shouldn't just be used for that week. The next week and the weeks that follow words that have already been learned should be brought back up. This is so important because words are best learned through use, and the complexity of words can only be learned through multiple exposures in a variety of contexts. If we only encounter a word in one way, we're missing out on the richness of instruction and how rich words are and how many different meanings they can hold. And vocabulary instruction should increase in complexity as students get older. 
because vocabulary becomes more complex. Words are more sophisticated and multidimensional in their meanings. Word work must be ongoing in order for students to uncover those layers of meaning. It doesn't matter really what grade we're teaching. It is so important that we are continuously working with words. Check out the blog that goes with this episode to see some examples of what you can do. As always, friends, remember, the magic is in the process. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to today's episode. For more support with all things ELA, visit my free resource page on my website at annotatedela.com slash free. Until next time, friends, remember, the magic is in the process.